0: the oklahoma city thunder have seen sga become an all-star starter tonight the thunder play the pelicans and it's on a new home we'll talk about it all on today's show you are locked on thunder your daily oklahoma city thunder podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. Email the show, Pod at On today's show, we're diving into SGA being named an all-star starter. Your mailbag questions and the Thursday's Thunder's new Friday home. I don't know why I said Thursday. The Thunders, Friday, home, that is brand new for the remainder of the season. Not a great start, but it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. SGA, baby, is an all-star starter. What a time this is for SGA, for the Thunder, just for everyone uh, involved. I I think that whenever you, you look at how far SGA has been able to come in his career, it's something truly remarkable that you've been able to bear witness to it all like he he was a rookie in LA with the clippers had a really good rookie season was traded to oklahoma city you watched him get mentored from chris paul and then pick up on those little tidbits and 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 play style of chris paul and then develop into a guy who you know was talked about as could he ever be an all-star could he could he make that leap to make the all-star game and then catapulted himself into, hey, he's not just a first-time All-Star last year. He's a first-team All-NBA. He's fifth in MVP voting. And then catapulted himself again this year to where he is an All-Star starter. He is the leader in the clubhouse for the MVP award. And he has this Thunder team first in the Western Conference. If you would have said all of that in June, like let's not even go too far back, in August, In September, if you would have said that on January 26th in the year of our Lord, 2024, that SGA would be an all-star starter, he'd be, you know, top three, and in many cases, the leader in the MVP race, and the Thunder would be the best team in the Western Conference in the regular season right now, you would be laughed out of the room. It would be the biggest homer take of all time. It would be something that, you know, is just not even thought of to be a possibility. Like we were discussing, could this team, you know, make the top six? That'd be a great year. Could they get home court advantage? If everything broke right, you know, they could get home court advantage. Meaning as in like the fourth seed. They've you know, consistently and sustainably been a top team in the West and it's all because of SGA. And then you go big picture wise. SGA was first in the media vote for for guards, first in the player vote for guards, backcourt at the Western Conference, and then he was third in the fan vote. Like, think about how impressive it is to be third in the fan vote. Obviously, hats off, kudos to the Thunder fan base. They they made that happen by and large. But this market, this fan base, you know, to get to number three, had to have some outside help as well. And think about that outside help. That outside help came from people who had to really understand and really, you know, kind of study or, or consume basketball at a high level because the Thunder haven't been on national television a whole lot since SGA's leap into this realm. If you combine last year and this year to this point, they've been on national television, you know, as your hand full, right, like your fingers full, not, no more than, you know, five, six times when you combine it together. And yet he still is the third most voted upon player in the Western Conference backcourt. And he's only behind Stephen Curry because Steph Curry's fan base is insane. And it's a lifetime achievement type of thing where like the Warriors fan base is insane. He has a global brand. Like everything about Steph is just so immortal and so awesome about Steph. So to be one, one, three in these categories just continues to show how impressive SGA is. And then whenever you take a step back even further, And you see that SGA is the fourth different Thunder player to be named an all-star starter. That is tied for the second most of any team in the NBA. The biggest brands, the biggest super teams, the biggest stars, everything. SGA is the fourth different Thunder player to be named to an NBA all-star starter, which is tied for second most of any team since the Thunder were a thing in 2008, 2009, when they moved here from Seattle. It's just another notch on the board of historic anomalies and accomplishments and just jaw-dropping things that have happened since this team has gotten here. So it's his first time as a starter, obviously, second time as an All-Star, second consecutive season uh, as an All-Star. You know, how cool is it to be that connected with this max contract player of, of having watched him every step of the way, pretty much Okay, like obviously his rookie year was in LA, but every step of the way he, he was only in this role in Oklahoma city. And you've watched him go from someone who Oklahoma cityans and thunder fans knew was an all-star to someone who's an undisputed all-star to somebody who's an all-star starter to somebody who is in that top of the line MVP conversation, averaging 31 points, five rebounds, six assists, and a league-high 2.3 steals per game, shooting 55% from the floor, 33% from three, and 89% at the charity stripe. Like, that is just something that I don't think you should take for granted. And So you look at who he's around, who's starting with him in the Western Conference. It's SGA. It's Luka Doncic. It's Kevin Durant. It's LeBron James. It's Nikola Jokic. Like, that is who his peers are. That is who SGA is grouped with forever grouped with guys like Luka, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Jokic, and SGA does not stick out. Like, SGA truly belongs there. This was not some voting gimmick. This was not some, uh, well, the rest of the conference is down right now and, and there, there was no one else to put there. Like, SGA genuinely deserves to be in this group because he is one of the best in the world. He's one of the best in the NBA, one of the best in the world. And he continues to prove that. And if, if the season ends today, I would be voting for SGA to win MVP. And then you look at the comparison, you know, comparing the Western conference, which we see right now to the Eastern conference, which is here with Terry Tala Burton, you Lillard, know, Jason Tatum, Giannis and Joel Embiid. I got to I got to take the Western conference teams. And I think that it's going to be awesome to watch as this format gets back to East versus West. I think it'll be a lot of fun and just more, not only fun, but just more kind of consumable for the audience of just understanding what they're watching and not having to follow along with a draft or, or, or get confused in that capacity. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to, for Indianapolis to get here and and for the all-star festivities to get here. The Thunder should be fantastically represented at all-star weekend, including they might have the coach of the all-star team. uh, if, If the Thunder continue to play this way, in the standings, but they'll for sure have an all-star starter in SGA, and it's been really cool to see his development this whole time. We'll talk more about your mailbag questions. We're going to dive into your mailbag questions, all coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at eBay Motors, check them out today because eBay Motors is here for you. Our partners at eBay Motors are teaming up with Lockdown Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, and they're going to bring you the fantasy basketball picks each week all season long. So no matter if you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire each week, they're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So you look at who Josh Lloyd has picked out and you can find out who the eBay's guaranteed fit for you is for the fantasy pick of the week. So you can go with uh, John Carnchar, you can go with Brandon Miller, you can go with Jabari Walker, you can go with Patrick Williams, you can go with Nick Richards. Jabari Walker, of course, looked good against Oklahoma City. But I think if Brandon Miller is still available in your leagues, and of course, if you're doing daily Uh, That changes things as well. But Brennan Miller, a big uptick in usage now that Terry Rozier has shipped out to Miami. I think he's a must-roster player for uh, you, and Josh Lloyd agrees. So check out Josh Lloyd on Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. He's going to help you win your fantasy championship. But eBay Motors is going to help you uh, make sure your car is still a championship-level car uh, at eBay Motors, finding the perfect fit for your ride. It can keep your ride-or-die alive with over 122 million parts to choose from. You can make sure that you have uh, what your car needs to be running smoothly, from brake kits to LED lights to roof racks to bumpers to whatever you need to keep your baby up and running. eBay Motors has it for you. Uh, And at eBay Motors, you have the guaranteed fit. It is uh, guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're going to be burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. Check out eBay Motors for their guaranteed fit today. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. We're here for you, talking Thunder Basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode, including on YouTube. Also, we're going to be discussing the kind of avenue that the Thunder find themselves in as a team with your mailbag questions. And we're also going to talk about the Pelicans game because the Pelicans game is going to be really fun. I cannot wait for this game to tip off. It's going to be on a new home, which we're going to talk about as well on today's show. But let's talk about your mailbag questions because I like to do this whenever we have other time. And so with SGA taking up the first segment, I want to give the second segment back to you with the first question coming from uh, Dan saying, will the team make any trade deadline deals? Uh, this is regards to the Bretons contract. Uh, well, I think that the team will make a trade deadline deal. The Thunder consistently, when they've been in a position where they've had a threat or a chance to, to be a good team, they've improved their roster. I'll even point back to last year's team as I've done before. Last year's team, they improved their roster whenever they weren't even for sure in the playing at that point. Uh, they were still in the outside looking still kind of up in the air if they make it or not. They still improve their roster, so I do believe this roster will get improved by the deadline. I do not believe it'll be some just earth-shattering, mind-just-boggling move, but I think it will be a move that improves this team on the margins. So I do think that that'll happen. As for the Breton's contract, uh, obviously, there's a multitude of ways that that could be used. Uh, you know, Gordon Hayward is a fun example. You know, things like that. Breton's contract is increasingly more valuable because of the amendment that was made where. You know, the playing time doesn't really matter and you can waive him for $5 million this summer. And, and at the end of the day, waiving someone for $5 million is basically an expiring contract. So, so that kind of helps uh, play into it for, uh, for both sides. But I, I do believe this team will make a trade at the deadline. I'm not going to act like it'll be some fantastic you know earth shattering trade, but I do think it will improve this roster. Uh, and then we'll see if that actually comes true or not uh, here in a few weeks. Ah, uh, Cody says a guy that hasn't been uh, or hasn't had a ton of opportunity this year, uh, and that's made the most of his chances as Trey Mann. He's a really fun player to watch. Just hard to find minutes for him in OKC. That being said, outside of OKC, is there a team that you think he'd either fit better on or just be fun to see him play on? Yeah, Trey Mann, I think has vastly improved his game. I think that people um, maybe haven't seen the the improvement because they're you know they're not having the ability to watch him day to day at practices, but also just watch him in garbage time. If you if you do value um, the garbage time minutes, you can see a much different player uh, from from Trey Mann's perspective, and I think that that is awesome to watch him look better as a playmaker, look better as a defender, look more look more under control as a as a scorer. Uh, so I think that he will uh, have a chance in the NBA, whether it be in Oklahoma City or not. At this point, it's trending not, but I think that he will have another shot uh, somewhere in the NBA. Where that somewhere will be, there's a few interesting options. You know, I I think that obviously there's teams like you know, Washington or you know, Charlotte who who could just use help. Like Charlotte, you know, they have Lamelo, they have they have some uh, quality players at that position, but they just traded Terry Ogier. You know, Lamelo with the injury concerns, you can never bank it too much on that. Uh, the Spurs need help at guard uh, with guard play. I think the train Man uh, could help them a lot. Uh, basically, I just think that like it's independent of team fit in terms of stylistically. And more so dependent upon is he going to get the opportunity to play? So whatever team would give him the opportunity to play, I think would be a good fit for him. And that's when you start to look at teams like Memphis and teams like you know Portland and San Antonio, who like if he were traded in a couple of days, you know, a couple of weeks for the deadline, which I'm not saying that he will be, I'm just saying if he were, if he were trading a couple of days or a couple of weeks at the deadline, those are teams that no matter what their roster standpoint is right now, in terms of the G position on the on the position column. They're going to get to a point where they're just playing everybody and they're just, you know, they, they, they're not really caring about winning or losing, which they already aren't caring about that. But they're just going to start playing everyone, which we've seen uh, happen before. So that's whenever you have to have a chance to find some of these diamonds in the rough. But they have Memphis with how much, uh, how many injuries that they've, had, that they've had, taking a shot on them, on, on Trey Man. That'd be interesting. But I think that Trey Man can work out in the NBA. We'll see if that's right or wrong. I also thought that Darius Basley could work out in the NBA. Did not, uh, it hasn't happened yet. He's playing really well in the G League, though. Uh, but uh, that's where I'm at with Trey Mann. I really, really enjoy um, the fact that Trey Mann is a fantastic teammate. He's very kind to everyone. He's still engaged with the team. He's he's the utmost professional, and he's clearly worked in his game a lot. And he's improved his game a lot. Uh, hopefully, he's able to pop to Oklahoma City. That would be ideal, obviously. But uh, at the way it's trending right now, it probably would be a new destination. And uh, you know you can circle San Antonio, circle a few other teams that would be be you know wise to take a chance on Trey Mann. Uh, Jimmy Min says, "Is there a better ninth man in the league than Aaron Wiggins? Uh, how would you feel about trading for Finney Smith, which could uh, potentially take away minutes from uh, Aaron Wiggins?" So, no, there's there's not a better ninth man in the league than Aaron Wiggins, <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, but with trading for Dorian Finney Smith, I think that. When you make a move like that, you would still keep it in the realm of game-to-game of game versus shooing in 30 minutes a night for Dorian Finney-Smith. So there'd be a games and matchups where Finney-Smith would play a ton, and that might cut into Wiggins and would cut into Wiggins, but there'd also be nights where Wiggins would make more sense in, in that scenario because whatever you gave up for, for Dorian Finney-Smith to make it reasonable and make it make sense for the Thunder— it would not be so much that you just absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, had to play him a ton. You know, I still think that Wiggins uh, would find a role on the team with Finney Smith. I still think that Finney Smith would be a nice addition to this Thunder roster. I've thought that since the summertime. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a conversation to be had. I think that when you look at the starting five, um, there's going to be clear times where, like Josh Kiddie, for example, like there's clear times where he isn't having it that night and it's not, and it's not an advantageous advantageous matchup for him that night to where his minutes get reduced and someone's going to pick up those minutes. It could be Wiggins. It could be Finney Smith. Uh, And then there's going to be some nights where Kenneth Williams doesn't have it that night. Like we've seen Kenneth Williams, you know, you know, have spurts like that where he just looks kind of a step slow a little bit. Then that's a good opportunity to rest him and get him off his feet a little bit. And that's whenever Wiggins and Finney Smith comes in. So I think that like, it's not a one-to-one or it's not a true, line graph, bar graph type of thing, where you're like shifting over the numbers and, and trying to work the spreadsheet. It's just a, a more feel, and I just feel like uh, they'll both get minutes. Uh, Smokey Bear says, how, uh, how far realistically do you think that the Thunder will go in the playoffs? Because a healthy Thunder team is looking hard to beat. You know, realistically, I think that still, even with all the fun, even with all of the, the just amazing things that have happened this season for the Thunder, Winning a first round series is still awesome, and a hard fought second round series, even in a loss, is still awesome. So I think they can be the second round because, like, to be honest with you, um, the you know, play in teams of the Western Conference are not exactly striking fear into you. However, the Lakers are a playing team, and the Lakers are a bad matchup for Oklahoma City. And, you know, and they, and they have been so far this season. The Kings are a playing team. The Kings so far have been a thorn in the Thunder's side. I don't like that. Now the Mavericks and the Jazz, you know, you're more inclined to, to like that matchup. Now the Mavericks, of course, are going to be tough. Luka in the playoffs is a different animal. Uh, Kyrie Irving is awesome. Uh, Derek Live has played really well. Like, like these things, you know, it's not as though they're going to just sweep anyone, but I think that they could still beat Dallas in a playoff series, could still beat Utah in a playoff series. I think that they could beat LA. They could beat Sacramento in a playoff series, but of course, uh, you know, it, it is very much, uh, a, a razor thin edge in those two series, I believe, from what we've seen so far in the regular season between those two squads specifically. Uh, but I think that a second round appearance w- would be a very, very realistic goal. In terms of how far could they get? They could get to the Western Conference Finals. They, 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 I don't think that they could, uh, you know, topple like the Nuggets yet. For example, like if they if they match up with the Nuggets in a playoff series, I know what they've done in the regular season. I know that they've won in Denver twice already this season. Trust me, I do this podcast every single day. I know. But in the playoffs, when the Nuggets are, are ramped up in the playoffs, I would still pick the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. That's not a sin to say so. So like the Western Conference Finals is realistic because I don't buy into this idea that this under team, whenever you know the, the days run out of March and all of a sudden it's April, and all of a sudden, you know, there, there's a playoff logo on the court, they're just gonna say, okay, well, now we can't play anymore. We we forgot how to play basketball now. I don't believe that. I think that there's still a better team and some of these teams that they'd be match up with in playoffs. So, uh they could make the Western Conference finals. Like that would be as far as I think that they could make if the other side of the bracket went according to plan and like it was like Denver in that setting. That'd be really really tough. Like I'll, I'll just be honest with you. Uh, but they can they can go far because they have the components of what you need. In the playoffs, you need a number 1 guy uh who can just be better than you. Like the playoffs you shorten the rotations and it's so dependent on stars. It's a star-driven league. You have one of the best brightest stars in Oklahoma city and that your number two guy, so long as Jada can keep this up and play this win the postseason, which I do believe he can Your number two guy, not very far off from other number twos across the NBA, especially up until you get to that, that second, third round. So, you know, you love that. And then Chet Holmgren, I know that offensively he's taken a tiny, tiny bit of a dip, you know, obviously in this recent stretch, but there's one thing we've seen from Chet Holmgren and that's the biggest games, Bring out the best in Chet Holmgren, and there's no bigger setting for a competitor like that than the postseason. So I feel pretty good that it'll be a good playoff player. Lou Dort has proven to be a good playoff player. Like there's just something about the playoffs that makes him play better, right? Like, and on down the list. So uh, I think that you would feel really good about the Thunder in the postseason, even though they're young, even though, um, you know, you would have concerns about that. I want to talk more about your questions. We're going to leave, leave two more for after this one and then preview the Pelicans and preview this new TV deal. But first I want to say right now, a bunch of good friends over at Grammarly folks. I use Grammarly every single day. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. And whenever you do, you can find uh, what you need and download Grammarly for free. And what Grammarly does is that it helps you in your writing settings. So it's there to support you from start to finish. And it's been there for over 10 years. Grammarly has powered AI technology uh, that can not only help you, Uh, across all the places where you write the most, but now Grammarly can do even more with their one click. It's easy to have a brainstorming session, rewrite a reply to a suggestion based upon the context of your goals. You can improve your productivity so much with your team at Grammarly. Again, I use it every single day with writing and with uh, even doing the show outline, everything like that. So Grammarly has been awesome for me. Uh, You can go and you can uh, help them help you with your writing settings, whether that's a big presentation or just an email that you want to have very professional and clean, or if you're drafting articles about the Thunder, you can help that out too at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. So the next question comes from Mr. Tweets. Maybe needs to be Mr. X's now. Who knows? But I still go with Twitter and tweets, so I don't really blame you. If you were Mark for a day, what would your minute allocation be, assuming there's no trades, uh, and independent of the matchup? So for me, I think that you know the starting five, obviously, and then non-negotiables, got to play Cason Wallace, got to play Isaiah Joe, got to play Aaron Wiggins, non-negotiable. I think Kendrick Williams should be playing uh, every game that he's healthy for. Uh, You know, we're not, you know, as far as we know, he's very healthy, so I think he should be playing. And that's kind of the list of, like, those are like the non-negotiables for me personally. And then whatever's left over in the sense of, like, however the game is flowing, that's where you start to work uh, other players in, uh, but I'm not Mark. And the Thunder are doing a really good job of developing uh, players and developing roles for these guys, and and working the regular season very well because you do want to sprinkle in some minutes for Jaywell, who's been really impactful for this team uh, the last few games. Uh, so you know that that brings you up to ten guys in your rotation, which is not bad for the regular season. Obviously, uh, you know you you don't mind running a ten man rotation in the regular season. You do want to give. Vasa minutes because he's been really uh, good in this stretch of uh, January for the month, uh, looking, looking much better uh, for, for this stretch. So I'd play those guys and then that'd be pretty much it for me. Uh, just if I was in charge of the team, I'm not lucky for you, which is why the Thunder are, are top in the West. Cause if I was in charge of the team, we'd run floppy every single play. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun to, you know, put Isaiah Joe in floppy action. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, maybe some horns pistol action. Also, maybe it'd be a lot of fun if I was the coach. Maybe I can like talk the Thunder into like if like if and when the Thunder get their positioning clinched and like the game doesn't matter when or lose, it's just clinched. I'll coach the team. Keontae Johnson would be playing 20 minutes. That'd be a lot of fun, but I don't think I can ever convince him to do that. From Mike, he says, "I think it's more important. Uh, I think more important than trades is who the Thunder should get extended this summer." Uh, yeah, so I mean, extensions this summer will be a large talking point. Obviously, Josh Giddy uh, is eligible. Trey Mann is eligible. Um, and and that's really, really it uh, for the most part. I don't think they're going to extend Trey Mann. Just spoiler alert there. And I do think they'll extend Josh Giddy. Um, you know, Wiggins and Joe are still on uh, fantastic deals where, you know, you can pick up Joe's club option for next year and then try to rework re- with him. You know, pick up Wiggins' club option next year and try to work with him. Uh, that'll be taken care of, I believe. I believe that they, that they prioritize, of course, uh, keeping uh, Isaiah Joe as a, as a really, really, really good bench player in this league. Uh, and then I personally would really prioritize keeping Aaron Wiggins. So that's kind of what I would do. Um, we'll see if they align with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it'll be a conversation we have on the show pretty, pretty often in the summertime uh, leading into it because we stay five days a week. Throughout the entire time of the offseason. So it's going to be a very, very fun offseason because I think that this summer the conversations become more realistic about extensions and trades and and all the hubbubaloo that you love about transactional times in the NBA. Uh, so, yeah, well, we're going to have those conversations a ton this summer. I cannot wait, but there's also a very long season ahead. Uh, speaking of, it continues tonight against New Orleans and the Pelicans. And the Pelicans have uh, a fantastic team with Herb Jones defending SGA. Those two go back and forth and play. Each other tough every single time. The, the, of course, the, the return to New Orleans after the play in last year will be fun to watch. Zion is questionable, but if he does play, um you just love to see Zion versus Chat. Like this game is going to be so fun. I cannot wait. It's also going to be part of the eight games that are just coming free over the year TV to you if you live in Oklahoma City or the surrounding areas. Uh, so uh this gets okc back on cable tv for free with an antenna uh if you don't have cable uh, there's some sort of paperclip trick that john ham was talking about uh go go uh at john ham on twitter john m ham i believe it is on twitter two ms i believe uh i don't know about the paperclip thing i, I bought an antenna for this very thing I, i've had to learn to use an antenna it's been very tricky uh for me but uh, luckily uh, my dad's 61 years old so uh, on his way to Collecting social security is able to help me out with fixing an antenna, but it's been very cool to learn how it's, um, how it's done. I can't wait to see it. Uh, it's going to be the same Bally sports crew that you're used to, but it's not going to be Bally sports. Obviously it's going to be on cable. Uh, so I, I believe they're gonna have a different type of type of branding than Bally sports. There's still going to be a pre and post game show. Um, and they're still going to be the, the same crew of, of Chris Fisher, Michael Cage, Nick Paris. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick Gallo, Paris Lawson, Nick and Paris, uh, not Nick Paris, Uh, but uh, this has been done for for teams before. This has been done for these teams, like the whole season, you know, the Suns, Rockets, and Jazz. This is the way that they get their games to their local audience. Um, Obviously it'll still be on league pass if you're outside of the area. So you can watch the same Thunder crew on league pass. It'll just not have the, the Bali sports branding. This will not be on Bali sports or Bali sports plus it'll only be this way. Um, But if you're out of the blackout region, you can watch it on league pass. Uh, and if you're in the blackout region, you can watch it for free and on cable, uh, with, with an antenna or with your cable subscription, uh, or, you know, with the paperclip trip trick thing that I don't really understand, which I'm sure there's also YouTube videos about it too, but John Hamm has been helping, helping people out there. I, I think it's gonna be really cool to see how KSBI, uh, will, will broadcast these games again. Um, you know, it's, I think it should feel very similar to Bali sports just without the, the B logo, uh, <laughs> Everything else I think will be pretty similar from what I can guess. But yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Now the games that'll be um, this way are tonight against New Orleans, uh, the second against the Hornets, the 23rd against the Wizards, the 8th against the Heat, the 22nd against the Raptors, the 29th against the Suns, the 5th against the Pacers, and the 20, uh, and the 12th of April against the Bucks. So very, very cool. I would wonder... If this is kind of a soft launch of how the Thunder want to do things in the future, uh, because they'll be able to, to I believe, be TV free agents after this year, if I'm not mistaken, and they might want to go the Suns Rockets Jazz route, and this might be the soft launch to that. Obviously, Bali Sports, there's rumors of them being bought by Amazon. That could change the equation too. Who knows? But it's going to be a fun first test run. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the entire game on tonight's post game show. So that'll be a lot of fun. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode, including on YouTube. And until tomorrow, be good. Be good to one another.